Lecture topic: Training daughters. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadhi al-ladin astafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. يا ايها الذين امنوا قوا انفسكم واهليكم نارا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كلكم راع وكلكم مسؤول عن رعيته او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected mothers and sisters students of deen today we have many new students who have enrolled in the madrasas and many mothers also present for the orientation so therefore firstly we express the appreciation to the parents who have made the decision to bring their children their daughters to a dini environment to a madrasa to a place where primarily deen is being imparted so may allah taala accept this very great step that has been taken and may allah taala grant barakat in it may allah taala grant every khair and goodness and may allah taala make the children the coolness of the eyes of the parents in every regard make them such children who will become an asset to themselves an asset to their families who will be successful in dunya and successful in akhirat as well which is the main aspect and which is the ultimate just to very briefly discuss what is the purpose and the object of such an institution being established in the first place and what is the aim what is the aspiration our focus in life as mukminin as believers is how do we please allah tbaraka wa taala that is the ultimate that is the greatest aspiration of a mu'min the greatest aspiration of a mu'min is to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala وَرِضْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرٌ Allah Ta'ala mentions this in the Quran Sharif that attaining the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala that's the ultimate, that's the greatest thing how are we going to attain the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala by doing what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with by conducting ourselves in a way that we fulfill His commands we live our life in the mubarak way of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and in this way inshallah we will earn the pleasure of allah taala our dunya also will be made and most importantly our akhirat will be made there are many many aspects that come up when people have to make a decision about where to educate their children their daughters in particular generally the way that the world is going and which meaning the world well the world has gone in terms of other communities long ago but the muslim communities as well the general trend 
is that the same approach that the western communities have this is the general trend that has set in into the muslim communities what is that general trend the general trend is the same concept of gender equality which might not be in the same words which might not be in the same manner that it is applied but the underlying issues are the same and that is that there is actually no difference between what a boy should do and what a girl should do all the things that a boy should do and he should be groomed for and he should be uh, taken in that direction the same for the girl whereas this is not the concept that deen has taught to understand what the concept that deen has given us just one example is sufficient where when rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam got hazrat fatima radhiyallahu ta'ala anha married to sayyidina ali radhiyallahu ta'ala an so he apportioned the duties that hazrat ali radhiyallahu ta'ala an was given the responsibility of all the aspects that are outside the home whatever issues earning a living and earning the halal risk for the family taking care of all the nest نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد there was a little uh, hiccup with the transmission I'm not sure exactly where it got cut off from but nevertheless just to take off from the point that we were making that there is one is the western concept the western concept is of gender equality everything that a boy does the girl must do everything that the boy is groomed for in order to move on with in life and the same things the girl must be done so this is the western concept unfortunately the same concept has kept into the muslim communities the sharia concept and the deeni concept is very different this is understood from very clearly understood from the aspect where when rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam got his daughter sayyida fatima radhiyallahu anha married to hazrat ali radhiyallahu an so he apportioned all the responsibilities for outdoors outside the house everything to sayyidina ali radhiyallahu ta'ala those are all his responsibilities earning a living for the family doing whatever the tasks are outdoors all this is his responsibility and everything indoors the queen of jannat what is to be done indoors is a great deal and a very great deal to be done indoors when a girl gets married she moves on to live with her husband so that's her now new life and therefore she has a role as a wife to the husband now the husband if he is going to be working he is going to be earning a living and if the wife is also going to be outdoors doing something the whole day he is also in some other thing then when both parties return home in the evening so now who's going to be responsible for what either that woman is now going to be tasked with a double job that she had to be working the whole day and also doing all the house chores and whatever else so now that is an injustice or now you say okay both parties must share but now how does this work it's a very very unnatural situation that it just cannot move smoothly like this so the natural situation is that one party is taking care of whatever is outside so the other party is having everything sorted out inside 
So now, obviously, insan is insan. Everybody has to eat. You know, they're taking care of the meals. You have to live in a place that is can be called home. So somebody has to take care of the home. Then, as time moves on, now there's somebody has to take care of raising the children and seeing to their needs in the early years, especially, and raising them to the point where now they can start moving on when they have grown to that age of maturity, etc. So somebody has to be at the base. And it is the woman of the Ummah who always were at the base and they built this Ummah. It was people outside that were known. This person did this, this muhaddith, he did this great khidmat of deen, this faqih and jurist, he did this, and all these various scholars and people who served deen in so many ways and people who became the leaders and rulers but behind them was a mother behind them was the upbringing of a woman who knew what was her purpose in life what was her role in life and that this is how she's going to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala she gave that training, that upbringing and then we saw these shining stars coming and they did such work and went that centuries have passed and still the Ummah is deriving benefit from them now this was the role that they played and they took care so now when that husband returned there was a peaceful environment everything was in place and everything then continued smoothly the western concept is obviously very very different the purpose of these Madaris and what he is primarily hoped to train the daughters of the Ummah for is to bring them back to their original role now that requires that they should have sufficient dini knowledge to understand how to correctly fulfill their role they should be able to fulfill their own dini obligations in terms of their ibadat in terms of all the other aspects they're fulfilling the hukukul ibad correctly the rights of people also correctly and primarily the rights of Allah Ta'ala and then how to further build that connection with Allah Ta'ala not to just go through the motions of life but to be truly connected to Allah Ta'ala, to recognize our Rabb, to recognize our sustainer and nourisher so that is a very fundamental part of the training and then together with that the skills that are required for their role in life that has to be given the prior importance as they move on beyond the necessary level of knowledge so one is the necessary level of knowledge which every Muslim should have. So now they have acquired that and a little bit more than that also. But then the direction must necessarily be to train them for their true role in life. And their role is to make the Ummah. So now they are going to be the people on the base, taking care of the base. Now if supposing there is an army the whole army is dispatched the whole base is empty also nobody there can that army function the whole base is empty never functions any any organization there's nobody in the office everybody is working on the floor so now the office what happens there? there's chaos eventually the whole floor is chaos also because now who takes care of all the loose ends and puts everything in place many a times that whole huge business seems to be functioning almost on its own 
oh, the people on the floor seem to be the people that are, that everything is happening through these people on the floor. Yes, they obviously play a very, very important role. But if you take the people in the background away, then very soon the people on the floor also will be totally lost. They don't know what to do. They need some things, they don't know where to get it from. There is no stock left. Things, there's a problem with some customer, they don't know where to turn to. Eventually there's chaos on the floor. But now the people in the background are not seen. But primarily it is their uh, maneuvering, their coordinating and their organizing due to which everything else functions smoothly. Now that is the base that the mother holds that that wife runs. Outwardly it seems this is happening and that is happening, but behind the scenes they are the ones that make it happen. And therefore they play a very, very fundamental role, though the world has unfortunately disregarded this role. This role has become looked down upon. If a woman is very highly qualified in some academic field and she is now out in the world and running some corporate and doing some other things, then she is looked up very highly by the world, by the people of dunya. But if there's chaos behind the scenes in the home, they don't know that. And if somebody is, mashallah, managing that base at home, they're imparting the values, to, they are there for their children. And they're imparting the correct upbringing to their children. They may live a comparatively simpler life because they're not earning those fancy figures but they are building a nation, they are building a community people generally look down upon this like one very senior alim gave an example that if a woman is serving her family she's cooking food for them she is cleaning for them she's sorting everything out for them then she is backward why? because it's her family for her husband, for her children that's now, she is very backward. She is old-fashioned. But if the same woman now gets a job as an air hostess, now on that flight she's cooking still. She's heating those meals. And then she's smiling and serving all and sundry. She's looking at this person's husband and that person's son and she's smiling at everybody and she's feeding them. She's serving food to them. She's asking them, you want more tea and you want more coffee? What else can I bring for you? But now because she's serving it on a flight to all strangers, she's very advanced. She's smiling to everybody else's husband, she's very advanced. But if she's smiling at her own husband at home and serving him some food, she's back, backward. Now what a upside down trend this has become. But unfortunately, when we shift away from the path that Deen has chalked out for us, then the upside down things start looking good. Like a person who is ill, now the person is ill, so some bitter things taste sweet. The sweet things, now because of the flu, the person is severely congested and lost his taste, so now the bitter things start tasting sweet. And the sweet things got no taste. So now that is not that the bitter things have become sweet in itself. It is a sign of illness of the person tasting it. The person is ill, requires to be treated. And nobody who is ill in that manner feels nothing about it. They are very worried, they want to get it sorted out. So in any case, unfortunately, this is how the things have gone. And this is primarily the objective here. 
that how to try one step at a time, the road is long, but if we have our focus on the destination and we work towards it, then inshallah there is hope that we will get there. So this focus on the destination has to be from all parties. This is the focus of the madrasa and this is how things are done and what is the what is the aspect that determines what is done and how it's done. For instance, what is included in the curriculum, what are the subjects, what is given more time, what is given lesser time, and what is given priority, and how is the program of the day set up, and various other related aspects, what is taken to be very serious, and what is not given so much of serious attention, all these things are determined by this primary focus, the underlying concept. So that is what determines what is done and how it's done. Now sometimes parents have various views which are always whatever suggestions anybody may have, whatever comments they may have, in fact whatever constructive criticism anybody has also, it's most welcome. Because this is what helps to improve and progress. But what has to always be borne in mind that while the suggestions may always be made, but if the suggestion is something that departs from this primary focus, like for example, if a person goes to a university, now the university is teaching all kinds of courses there, there's maybe it's a medical school so now it's a medical school so now the whole thing is all directed in that direction that how the students of this institution must all become very good doctors now somebody comes there and says but look after all nutrition is the most important aspect of health now you're teaching all about medicine here but you have to teach correct farming methods because that's where the food eventually yeah, it primarily comes from, from the ground. Now the correct farming methods are not known, then the whole health is all going to go haywire. So you must include farming in your course. So now nobody will disagree with that, that farming is important. But let's say, look, farming, you go to the agricultural school. So you go and tell them in the agricultural school, that how they must now focus on correct farming methods and avoid such methods which are harmful. But here we are dealing with medicine. So we are not going to be able to incorporate farming here. It's all in its place, but this is not the place for farming. So likewise, many a times there are suggestions, there are requests that are made, but if it's not in keeping with the primary focus, then that is not going to be possible always to include such things. Sometimes it might be within the scope of the primary focus, it will be looked at by all means, but if sometimes if something out of that, then obviously that is not going to be possible to include into the curriculum for example, or whatever other aspects it might mean. So coming back to what we were discussing, that the primary role of a woman is to be the one that takes care of the base. 
She looks after the home of the family, of the children, gives them that correct upbringing. She is the one that implants, primarily it's her, her doing and it's her achievement. The father does play a role definitely, but by and large it is the mother's influence and the mother's upbringing that has made people who they became. So, then after the mother does the necessary foundational work, then others take over from there, they add to it, and, but the foundation, she really is the person that does this. So she has a very great role, and she is the one that keeps that home running smoothly. So those skills that are necessary for this, that is what is primarily the focus, that the children that come, the girls as they move on into the higher levels of the madrasa, this is where their focus should be, this is what they should understand also, that they should be primarily uh, well-groomed in these matters of how to become a good homemaker, how to be a good wife, a good mother. This is what really it is all about. And obviously, being good in all these things means primarily and firstly to be a good Muslimah, to be a good servant of Allah Ta'ala. Only a good Muslimah can really fulfill all these roles in a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased. So that is the primary thing and therefore the effort is made and a good amount of time is dedicated towards talim and towards teaching the various aspects of deen in a little bit more detail than they may have studied in maktab but after having uh, done a fair amount of that the focus is then how to develop those necessary skills to become a good homemaker therefore this is what from time to time requires a review of certain things and things are reviewed some changes are made some new aspects are brought in that will enhance the program in this direction of how to develop those skills and these are necessary things that from time to time these reviews are made that within that limits that are the primary focus of the madrasa within that how can things be done to enhance what is the objective now in any learning uh, arrangement there are three parties that play a role in it so this is a triangle a triangle requires all three corners if any one corner is missing you can't call it a triangle and it won't close up if it doesn't close up, it's all going to just be left loose, things will fall out. So the tri triangle has three points in it and all three points are necessary. So the three points in the learning process, one is the parent, the other is the teacher and the third is the student, the child. Now this is a three-way thing, when all three are in place, now you get that triangle. Likewise, in the process of learning and training the tarbiyat, when all three play their role, then we get the end result. So now, the first part of playing the role is that all three parties must be aligned to the primary objective. That this is where we are heading, this is what we want to do. Now, if there are different directions, that everybody wants to go in, then that vehicle cannot get anywhere. It's 
turning one minute right, one minute left, then he's taking a U-turn, going in circles, can't get anywhere. But all parties are moving in the same direction, then mashallah it goes smoothly forward. So the primary thing is all to be aligned towards the primary objective. The primary objective we have discussed already, to become good Muslims, recognize our Rabb, learn to be obedient to Allah Ta'ala at all times, fulfill the rights of Allah Ta'ala, fulfill the rights of the servants of Allah Ta'ala. And then together, in that, is this aspect of learning what is necessary for us, meaning as the daughters of the Ummah, what is necessary to fulfill the primary role in life. What Allah Ta'ala has uh, ordained upon us and how Rasulullah apportioned the responsibilities. Now that is the primary role. So now how to become equipped for that, how to build the skills for that, that is the objective. So when all will be aligned towards this, that this is the focus, this is the direction then inshallah the process will run very smoothly. Then together with that, there are things that are taught in the madrasa to try and get to this objective, to try and get to this destination. Now this requires that all parties are aligned to this as well, meaning the correct things are taught, inshallah that is what the objective is and what the process is all about. So mashallah the maulimas, they do their utmost to give the correct ta'aleem. The pupil is expected to take that and the parents are expected to support that. Now for example, some things are taught in terms of day-to-day practices. One is what the faraiz are, the compulsory aspects of deen. So the salah is emphasized in the madrasa the pu- and it's taught how to perform it and it's emphasized the compulsion about it the student is expected to now practice on it and the parent is expected to oversee that the student, their daughter is taking it and doing it because the bulk of the time is at home. So now they will be checking, what are you learning, are you doing it? So this is the obligation of the like that all the various things from time to time to check what our daughters are being taught and to see are they living it. For example, dressing. So now they are taught how to always maintain Islamic garb and conduct themselves in the manner of haya and modesty which deen has taught, which Rasulullah has given us. So now they are expected to learn this and implement it, but the people who are going to oversee the implementation primarily are the parents, because the bulk of the time is spent with the parents at home. A very minor portion of the time is in the madrasa. So these are just some examples like this all aspects of deen, whatever are taught to the students, it's all taught to bring about the same end result. Now as they go along, there will be various skills taught in terms of baking, cooking, sewing, etc. And some chores, household chores might become part of the homework. Now these are things to be taken very seriously and to ensure that these things are done correctly because this is all what goes into building that correct, uh, or giving that correct upbringing, making the correct mold so that they grow up to understand what is their focus, what is their objective, what is their primary role and function and inshallah they will undertake that correctly as well. As a result their homes inshallah one day when they are settled will be peaceful, 
they will be able to take care of the necessary things in a correct manner and they'll be able to give the correct upbringing to their children someday. So all this inshallah will then become the means of great sawab and reward for all those who play the role in it. The parents primarily, the teachers and everybody else who play the role in it will all share the great rewards. So inshallah this is how the matter will move forward. If we engage in this way, we engage our children also in this way and we cooperate with the madrasas, then inshallah we'll find that there will be tremendous benefit to us. Nowadays we are all the time, especially in the recent few months, one or two months, since the last one, two months or three months, the number of uh, messages we receive almost daily of how many people have passed away, how many people were healthy, fit, and suddenly somebody got sick, somebody just suddenly passed away. Our time, Allah knows best when it comes, Allah Ta'ala give barakat in everybody's life. All those who have passed away, Allah Ta'ala make their maghfirat, grant them the high stages in akhirat, grant sabr to their families, and make it easy and grant courage to one and all. But we all have to prepare for the same. We all are headed in the same direction. This time is very precious. And this opportunity is a golden opportunity to try and take the maximum. That Allah Ta'ala put the thought in our heart that we want to put our daughters in a deeny environment to teach them deen. We should take this wholeheartedly and we should now try to make the best of this so that tomorrow someday when they are now moving on in their next phase of life, they are truly equipped for their primary role, for their true function and they make the best of this. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala accept one and all. Allah ta'ala fulfill all the pious aspirations, make the children the coolness of the eyes of the parents in every regard. And Allah Ta'ala be pleased with one and all. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله